everybody, Jim here to let you know that this episode of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast is brought to you by the Hulu original series Hellstrom. Right in time for Halloween, Hellstrom is a mature, suspenseful, mysterious, scary, dark, thrilling, chilling, authentic, edgy, action-packed series. It's produced by Marvel Television and is more horror than hero and perfect for October, the scariest month of the year. The best thing is you don't have to wait until Halloween to get your treats because all the episodes of Hulu's Hellstrom are now streaming only on Hulu. I mean now. You go over now, you're going to be watching the Hellstrom. Hellstrom is essentially the story of a very complicated family, a woman who fell in love with a bad guy, discovered it much too late, and a horrible, traumatic family incident that tore everyone apart. I mean, that is crazy enough. It's a story of two broken children who were estranged and raised separately, becoming two very different people. And this is not a story about kids discovering their powers and being all happy and all about that. They're adults who have grown up apart and now have to learn to deal with the emotional baggage they've acquired throughout the years. And most families have skeletons in their closet and demons, stuff like that. I know my family's crazy enough. Nothing like the Hellstroms. And again, the best thing is you can go over right this instant, go over to Hulu and start streaming the Hulu original series Hellstrom right now. Now, on with the show. Welcome back, one and all, to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Werner. And this is episode number 325. It is 325, Eric. Welcome. Uh, we don't have a lot of books tonight, so I am going to make the call right now. Shortest episode ever. I really Maybe. do think. It might be. I, I don't really remember any time that we had three books or less. I'm sure there was sometimes. It's, it's happened many a time. Well, here's the thing. There's times where we used to have annuals weeks where we had, say, three or four books, and we ended up having an eight-hour podcast. But that is no, that not going to happen. Reggie. Yeah, me and Reggie the one time. But yeah, we usually... I was uh, away putting flowers on my daddy's grave for a week. Oh, up in the Poconos, coming daddy. back to see what you and Reggie are up to, and all of a sudden... Like, Yes. These guys had four books. How did they do an eight-hour yeah. podcast and why? Well, if you remember at that point, too, we probably had like 17 males in eight hours of uh, Rant Raves, which we don't have this week. We have the three books, three you know, pretty big books. I'm not going to say they're great. We'll see what we have to say about them when we do get to them. But if you want to go and find us all around, Eric's in his apartment hiding right now. That's yeah. what he does. That's what I do. What we ended up, I do? told you, we ended up having our... Uh, dryer, new dryer delivered, and I almost had it default because I didn't want to answer the door because Tanya wasn't here. And then recently, like now, yesterday, I'm talking about it, and I said to her, well, you left me. And she's like, you did a great job. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting not here, a kid. Like, for all the faults that you talk about, you know, Tanya did this to you, Tanya. Yeah. I think you might not be able to survive without her, honestly. Maybe not. I don't know. I would just end up not you talking to people. You did a good job, buddy. Yeah. Oh, you should have heard her. You did a great job. I'm like, I don't need your I'm patronizing so You're bullshit. You're a big boy. Today, Zach also said to me, uh, he, he didn't realize up, that. There, now, he didn't realize. And yeah, he said that then. But he didn't realize <laughs> that there was a point where you didn't have self-checkout. So right. 
I ended up talking about something and right, he said, whatever. did you go through the self-checkout? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you, you must like that. And I said, that has only been, you know, not all my life has had self-checkout. And he's like, oh, my God, what did you Hasn't do? Hasn't it only ben? been like six years? No, it's been – I think that it's been in certain places and even with gas and stuff. It's been a, a quite well, a long time. I'm just talking time. about like, you know, majority. Like anywhere you go now, it seems like they have self-checkout. I just mean like, you know, when it was introduced to Walmart, it was a big deal. But it doesn't yeah, seem that long ago. I think that was ago. probably about like 10 years ago or so. But he wouldn't have gone shopping on his own at that point. Anyway, you know, he would have been nine. He's not heading out to the local arcades, Eric. I mean, what do you <laughs> think? He's a hoodlum? I don't know. But I was telling him about, you know, pumping gas and things like that. And that used to be – uh, something that you know you do but then i told him at one point mobile ended up having like a uh friendly service where they didn't pump the gas for you but a guy was there to yap at you so you got the worst yeah, of everything that. it was the worst i and i told well, him that's the one thing too it's like why like you know eric you want let's go over here it's over in new jersey like, i'm not going to new yeah, jersey no, why not sucks. because i don't want anybody to pump my gas for me and then i have to tip them to do it it would drive me insane if that was the case if i can't do it myself and i have to tip somebody extra to and do it for me against my will i'm like yeah. i'm not going to new jersey it's well, off limits this friendly service nonsense it's almost like at the time when burger Burger King had, had freaking table service, like ridiculous. But they ended Fancy. up where I remember I heard, what is, what is this friendly service? So I go and like, I get on, I start pumping my gas, and this freaking guy comes over. Hey there, huh. friends. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, you got a neon, I see. Pretty cool. I'm pretty observant. I'm Do like, you understand? Yeah, yeah. Neon. How was your day? You look Man. a little short. That's not he just was like, hey, <laughs> hey, I see you. You like just the regular unlettered cheap ass. I'm like, yeah. Uh, that's what goes. But he's like, I think I'll buy a neon someday. Is he I'm like, like really? inside of a inside of a men's bathroom and hands you a towel. Yeah, you got to tip him Is that what like? So he well, gets you like small talk and you got to give him a buck. You don't. I didn't give him shit. I, I barely. I barely gave, gave him the cold shoulder. I barely gave him the time of day. Eric is what <laughs> I gave him. But he ended up talking and he's like talking to me about cars. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really a car guy. You there, buddy. The I'm, wrong conversation, I'm, I'm man. Just filling up my tank of gas here, and he's like, yep. You need the gas to get in the cars. I'm like, all right, wrong turn. I'm out of here. It was a bust. They didn't do that very long because people like I'm really. You, if that would have continued on, I think that might have been Royer's like dream job. Oh, that would have been good. There. Well, and, he, and somebody's coming in every five minutes. You just can make inane small talk with him for yeah. the entire day. I'm like, that's all he did anyway. <laughs> really? That's what he'd say every time. Really? When you tell him so. Yeah. So there you go. He was he was wondering how I survived before the whole self checkout. And I said, barely. That's what I said, because daddy don't like talking to people, especially strangers. Eric, you can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Do you remember DC. really talking to people, though, before no. self-checkout? Because it really seemed more streamlined. Like, didn't nobody, like, really bothered you? Put your stuff on, the like, the, the conveyor. Uh, yeah, really? You were in and out, and it wasn't a big deal. Because I remember a certain time when we went to our Walmart, and there was the lady who I'd like to call the, the philosopher, maybe, I don't know, maybe the, chron- think the chronicler. I- do you I remember that lady? Though, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I swear to God, you were still stuck in the mindset of doing that while self-checkout was there. I think so. I ended up having to go to that because I think they had shut down that for a bit. And I go there and she's like, huh, pasta, huh? 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, spam. Pretty neat. I'm like, no, back in the no, day, people wouldn't do this to you because they knew better. Huh. But once this whole thing was going on, like everybody lost their minds. Yeah. Like, I have no one to talk to all day. I better talk to as many people as possible. Huh? Magnum condoms. The spaghettios. Magnum condoms. I said. No, 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 <laughs> I, no. I remember one of my worst times ever at a at a regular checkup. And this is back in the day, Eric. This is probably Genardi's. Maybe maybe Acme. But I ended up and I I got ice cream and condoms. Is what I. Got well, you're having a good night. That's what you having. That's what the lady said. She's like, "Ooh, well, gonna have some fun tonight, huh?" And I'm like, "Yes, I am going to fuck the mint chocolate chip." Thank you, lady, and I left. <laughs> Uh, so I was embarrassed. I really was embarrassed there. And Why? that was even like when you go into. I'm surprised into- she didn't high five you. No, she didn't. She didn't high five me, Eric. It was a lady. Is that was, that was, that was a lady. Uh, I remember having to go into the Rite Aid is where I usually got my condoms there because that's where I went. And I still was embarrassed. But, huh. hey, you can also go over condoms. to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com. That's why I now have five kids, but you have ten. Uh, and you can also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a bunch of shows, support us for whatever this is, whatever we're calling this tonight. But if you do, you can listen to a lot of podcasts that are involving a lot of people in the Get Fresh crew now. And one of the big things me and Eric do each Thursday is we have our DC Comics Patreon only spotlight, where we do two books that are picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And these were this week Tales from the Dark Multiverse Batman Hush number one and Young Justice number 20. Two books Final that issue. Eh, we, you know, we didn't they love. Books, we didn't love, Eric. I, I do have to point out on the Marvel side of things, I got a mail for the Marvel podcast where the guy's like, I don't know what's going on with this bop boop after you I, say. That's all I was thinking about when we were doing it right now. I'm like, like, We've just been ingrained ourselves I into said, doing this point. It's, like, it's so funny. I hope that people listen to both. Because, nobody has any idea. Well, and I'm so, like, even you asked me about it, like, where did this start in the email talking to me about it? I'm like, yeah. oh, it's just stupid. We're going, ooh, ooh. And then yeah. it's be- devolved into. Oh, I, I explained boop. it then. I explained it. I'm like, it makes no Bunch sense. idiots. And then I even said that it carried over and that me and you, it's just, it, it just, we do it. It, it. You can't say it. And sometimes I, it, we say it it's so like much that I tried not I to. I rock and not saying rock afterwards. Rock. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So I ended up trying to explain it, but it was funny. It was like, what is the bop boop of the fresh crew? <laughs> it wasn't even the get fresh crew. It was the fresh crew. And it made me laugh and it was funny. And I, I ended up at the end saying, now the next lesson we'll have is on wrong turn and you know, be prepared for that. But, and then of course I had tons of wrong turn things. He's saying this stuff, Obviously. you know, that he does. I want to see now if I actually still have that stuff here, Eric. I do, and you do not. not. I do not. You know what I'm talking about. I got about. that, but. That's not wrong Eric, term. if you know it isn't, then maybe. You end up, if you want to listen to Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Hush number one and Young Justice number 20, you'd have to go over to the Patreon to listen to those plus That's what it is, Eric. And while we already said the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> I'm just going to step. Remember at one point it was like, I'm telling you, even that it was also just like, it was getting so ridiculous. We had to go and be poop because it was getting out of hand. Ah, but Eric, 
This is the badass, the badass roll call. Here we go, Eric. Oh, my. And I don't know what happens. I start talking to you, and now I'm yelling and losing my voice again. Jay Jennings, Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Watch, Sick Matt, Razor that I do a bunch of things with now over there, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Niels T-Work, David Fink, Joey Bear Costco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Michael G, Ken Halicump, Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, Eric G, Aldrin Stoja, Ulysses Jones, Nick Adams, Bill Beer is going to be joining me for a first and best podcast this coming week. Nice. Ruben, Ruben bought himself a headset. Uh, Carlos, Clone Wolf, Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship. He's still hurting from all that disc. Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G. Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton Edom, Pete from NYC, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, who did a Batman Beyond review with me, our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, awful, awful man, Double A Ron, and all-time Reggie. Brandon, though, let's get back to that guy. I mean, really, the guy lives in Buffalo, and it usually would be an excuse enough, but he goes above and beyond better. He's awful, but we only have a couple books. That's why we're kind of relaxed here, a little relaxed there. I actually thought to myself that this week, because we only have three books, I'm going to go in fully, like, laser focus i was gonna be like really no jokes eric i just i i think that sometimes yeah, and, well we've talked about it sometime that we're worried at times where the jokes overwhelm the knowledge eric you want to be an entertainer and an educator boom eric but you know sometimes the entertainer that is informer eric Shea, performer. it ends up becoming more it, you end up morphing into this giant omega night that is going to cast a shadow on all the knowledge eric and you do drop knowledge bombs but the funny thing is you, you're too damn funny is what i say looking oh, but still oh, oh. all that though we have had the thing of you know maybe we should be serious and we did actually at one point remember at that like real small stretch we're like no more jokes <laughs> it was no fun <laughs> we were like why are we doing this so we're, we're gonna mix it i think that you should be serious and, so, and for once oh, i'm gonna right. yell and scream and, and okay. make stupid right. jokes okay right. and yeah. nuts Sounds and bolts right. nuts and bolts there that's what i episode. say yeah weird science here we go what episode is it 325 325 man we've been doing this way too long here we go Agreed. off to the books no Right, and here we are with Jim's reviews and Eric's. Really, we I only guess. have a couple here. 
Uh, I was debating if we should have like three sections of one book. It'd be kind of funny just at the end. Now, in a couple minutes, we'll be back just to throw songs. The jerk, that's, the, that's the only reason I could expand that deal. But if you want to read the reviews of all read. of these three things that we're talking about, go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com where we have our website, where we do reviews for all the things and previews. And then we get real lazier. There's other things to Look, do we after did what all we needed that. To do. We'll see you next week. Thanks for coming out. Really, we have now <laughs> clocked out. Smell you later. Let's keep See this you at the podcast. <laughs> that's what happens. And really, that ends up being the deal. Like, all right, time to get ready for that podcast and, game that game eric that hustle i was told yeah the whole deal but yeah you can go and, and read the reviews there neither me nor yourself do the first book that we're going to do though because we are going to start with batman i'm wrong turn this is batman bitch now Jim luckily Mark. wrong turn doesn't do it either <laughs> there'd be some actually it'd be real funny i think it'd be real popular wrong turn doing batman wrong but turn with, reviews with these books in general and oh, man, this the news wrong that turn came out right everybody yeah right it would <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't even know what's happening remember when i had him try to read that really sexy fan fiction that i wrote do i remember i, I freaking try to listen to what you had every night to go to bed to it's so it's amazing so good it's so funny i gotta i gotta do something with yes that is so Talk crazy to me more wrong turn my girl how can when i go to sleep up, when i'm this uh, hard Oh, it's so good. It is hard to go to sleep sometimes, Eric. Um, I want to ask you, with the news coming out this week, we end up with Future State coming in 2021, even before that endless winter. But when we get to Future State, now the whole deal is kind of a story over continuity coming after Future State and March and going. I know that this is something that drives you nuts. What, what and, are you doing right now? Well, I want to I want to just point something oh, Eric out seems that like will come in good into mood tonight. Let's fucking take that down. That's what I do, Eric. The, the killer of dreams. So see, you have ghost killer, ghost maker, dream killer, dream maker, whatever. Wes you're, Craven. You're the dream maker. I'm the nightmare taker, Eric. So with this, though, you end up where they said, hey, we're not going to have as much continuity. People are going to be able to do what they want. I think it stems from the black label and some of these out of continuity stuff like three jokers deceased which we'll talk about later being bigger hits than the regular book i think that it is not the greatest vision for dc to have and they're looking well, on look, the, the surface thing, of when things. you end up doing the story over continuity which dan didio decreed back in 2015 yes, for the dc did. y-o-u era of dc comics which pretty much sucked balls and led the rebirth because of how much it sucked but this whole idea now is like all right, you guys, you're not going to be burdened by continuity because you don't want to do research, you bunch of lazy bitches, but you can do whatever you want. And you know what you get when that happens? You have James Tynan retelling the freaking nobody Morgan Ducard story and claiming Ghostmaker is his own. Like, no, you know, you're rehashing a story that was already there. That's not out of continuity. It's just you're stealing something. Thank you, Eric. That's why I was bringing it up. Not only just that, but the idea that now, because of this, now Batman seems to have entered the realm of let's tread some water until we get to the real stories we can tell and things like that. So it did seem that with this Batman number one under two, I'll give you the stats in a minute, but it feels like, well, since I can't really do that much or do, they don't want me to do much with Batman because 
we're coming to a big change. Let's instead concentrate on these nonsense characters that I made. Now, everybody the loves... Thing is, the, the whole idea of James Tynan bringing in these characters for his run of Batman, I don't hate any of them. Like, Punchline, go, a Clown... I was going to say Ghost, Ghost Maker? Hunter. Ghost Hunter, uh, friggin' and all... Ghost. I'm still now. Clown Hunter, Punchline, even Ghost Maker now, for the most part, I don't mind this because it gives Batman something new and fresh to do and a whole remade Gotham that he's doing with the storytelling right now. I'm all for it, but when you actually get the behind the ghost maker, like, all right, I don't understand why this is just the same characters, nobody, and going after Clown Hunter at this point because it's not as interesting as it could be. Well, my problem is is that we have this issue of Batman. We just finished up the Joker War a couple issues ago. We had that big deal. Now this issue really doesn't feel like it needs Batman at all. Batman is a side character to lead you from new character to new character and i agree with you i like the new scope and the new way that you had oh batman doesn't have his money batman this but you don't really get that here gotham's anti-vigilante now oh my god there's opened a room for Ghostmaker to come in and say batman's not doing the job i'm gonna be the new batman at gotham city it's a no vigilante he's a vigilante as well Agreed. so and and with that you don't even really get the no vigilantes here i i mean i want to focus on some of that what you get is barbara at one point saying you know that lucius is isn't going to fix your suit. Are you going to do it? I mean, that's what you get. And, and I need more than that. I nudge, need more nudge, than wink, this. Wink, wink. Have I filled you in on what's going on, readers? That's what it, it seems. And and with these characters, people Thank love Punchline, God, Steph right? and Cassandra are wearing the bad symbols, and I don't need to be back right now. Oracle seems strange, though. Huh? 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 How about <laughs> that? Uh, and with that, I think that what we're getting, and we kind of mentioned it on the Patreon, Organic. the idea of these tales of <laughs> tales of the dark multiverse, and even we'll just go with the the. Dark Knights, the Dark Knights of the Multiverse, where you yeah. know, the Dark Multiverse, where the first bunch in the metal, okay, they're cool. Yeah, Batman, will last big different. Hit. You start to water shit down because it just keeps being the thing. I don't think they just watered shit; they oceaned shit down. Well, this when you get to Ghost Maker, it's starting to get watered down here. And even like you have the problem, I did too. I ended up doing my roundup podcast that I do on that Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, and I, I keep messing up between Ghost Maker and Clown Hunt. I want to say killer, this, that, and, and they're not really that defined the characters that I'm like, oh man, you know that. But I like the idea of Clown Hunter. Yeah, look at that kid with that mohawk and a baseball bat killing them clowns. You got rid of a lot of his MO, it seemed, after well, we got Joker rid of the clown War. problem. But now there's other clown. You have to end up, like I said, not organic, like you said about the dialogue. And it just seems like it's, okay, just waste some time until we get to this new stuff. And really, if anybody is a detractor of James Tynan or his run on Batman, it has been, it's safe, it's generic, the stories haven't ended well. Uh, this one, though, with the Ghost Maker and stuff, it, it just, it's a generic Ducard nobody story, and I'm just worried. And when we say Ducard nobody, in case you don't know, there was a character in the first arc of Tomasi's Batman and Robin run in the New 52, where the son of Andre Ducard, one of the people that trained Bruce Wayne when he was trying to become Batman, his son Morgan Ducard came to Gotham City saying that Batman, you're not doing this right. He's going to go out there and he's going to kill Pete, the villains, to make sure that they've taken down because Batman won't ever do that, and ended up trying to get Damien on his side until Damien killed him and making a big thing about you know the redemption of most of Damian Wayne Robin at that point. And then becoming best friends with his daughter. But with that too, a lot of uh, criticism of Tynan as well has been, well, he apes this story. He grabs something from that story. We've been saying it all throughout Joker War and even the, like the, uh, 
I was going to say the disguiser. What was the freaking guy's the name? Designer. The, the designer. The designer. <laughs> the disguiser. I'm telling you, these names. So False Face 3, the disguiser. I don't know if anybody said this. This might be a hot take. You'll have to tell me if this is a hot take. Uh, punchline kind of resembles. Out. Punchline kind of resembles Harley Quinn. That's fine. Is that a hot take? Is it? That's not, a, that's not a hot take. The thing is, I don't mind punchline and all that. When you have something like that, you can say the same thing about every member of the Bat family. It's not original. It, it's just another – most people say – We have four I, Robins. Yeah, but that that's the thing though. And people might say that that's nonsense. But with Tynan already doing everything, most people are accepting punchline because they're sick of Harley. It's not that it's better than we don't even really know. We're going to get the one shot next week and see what's going down with that. I expect it to be pretty generic because that's what most of his stuff ends up being anyway. Hint, hint, Eric. I don't know if you've read it yet, but I haven't read it. I've paid through, but I did think to myself while looking at this whole thing about, for some reason, just looking, thinking about Punchline itself, I had this whole idea of like, oh man, it's a, a take on society about the Generation Z always wanting to like jump on something that's popular without the least amount of work to become popular themselves. Gen Z, millennials, whatever you want to go with the whole thing i started having all That's these ideas then i got sidetracked poop, like poop. why the fuck wasn't harley in the three jokers book because we had the whole idea of you know the people that the jokers hurt the worst the idea of making more jokers but i'm mean, like we, we did all of that with harley why wasn't she in the book and that was my hot take thinking i'm like i'm done for the night like just raise my hands up all right going out on top and i'm just talking to myself yeah you always talk to yourself just <laughs> listen to that Friday nights are weird yeah so with that Tynan's rum, which we have been okay oh, yeah. with. We haven't Tynan. loved it, but it's it's the deal. Uh we didn't necessarily like Tom King's run. Uh and it went no, real we long. So it. we really haven't really I haven't had a Batman book that I've been like gung ho for in quite some time. And I hope that you know, story over continuity, Eric. Will story help that over out. Continuity. Maybe it will. But uh, that whole deal. I just wanted to bring up the idea that it does seem like, you know, you're gonna start you know treading it water it didn't work before and then we're just going to have to go back and do something new to get us back in the continuity anyway it's the stupidest goddamn thing in the world yeah people were losing their I mean, minds this thing over that's worked for 80 years that like it's a very popular thing something that's been in the, the public zeitgeist the entire time and will be around long after we're all dead yeah let's stop doing that and do something else because maybe people will like that I'm like you stupid assholes as my hot take with that is the idea that the way that people are going with this and the way DC seems to be pushing it is okay everybody you can follow your favorite writers and you can follow but that doesn't give you a strong company that that's no. just helping writers that bail anyway and do the just weird it is weird the idea that they look so surface level of well the three jokers uh that sold a lot and that's out of continuity or deceased that's a no no that's also two pretty good damn writers you know that doesn't change what cecil castellucci is going to do that doesn't change what you know brian michael bennis that he's already doing it i mean really if you think story over continuity is going to help brian michael bendis he's already doing that shit and it's infuriating he doesn't even know what's happening in his own books eric batman 102 all right i almost ran out of ran out of breath there let me take a step back here please written by james tyne in the fourth art by carlo pegula and danny mickey carlos danda and clayton kells we get ghostmaker in this issue and james tyne seems to want to give us new characters at the expense of a lot of batman auction ghostmaker feels like another generic nobody and this book seems like it's in a holding pattern possibly stalling to the big stuff coming our way in 2021 we do 
get the Ghostmaker deal. This was hinted at the end of the Joker War in issue number 100 as if this was going to be a huge thing. And Wait till just, they get a load of me. Yeah, and it just ends up being this deal. And and Tynan is very big on let's not give you a lot of character details. He did this with the first victim, and it seemed like it was a plan. It was supposed to be a mystery. We never solved it, Eric. So when you get this, well, you think we're ever going to find out who the Ghostmaker is? Because even when we have a flashback no. to one, like you know, Bruce and him are young, vying for the teachers who's going to train them to be the men they're going to become. He's already wearing it. We don't get to see his face. We don't, I don't get think it's going to be he's anybody. Ghostmaker, like you are just going to be the the first victim where we learn nothing about you except for your f- code name. He's just there, and he's there, and and the funny thing is it kind of plays in with me with the idea of a Descartes nobody slash League of Assassins slash Shadows type deal where it's almost like a racial goal. I've come here because you have failed the city. Sounds like Arrow, but still, you know, the idea of Batman, you're not doing it right. I'm going to come in. I want Batman to say, you know, bitch, where the hell were you a week ago? And the Joker, I could have used your help. We could have teamed up, but he, he, the guy shows up when everything is actually more back to normal. Well, than that's it the has thing is we have all of this freaking like backstory going on that we don't know about yet for the idea that Batman and Ghost maker have known each other most of their lives at this point and at some point during their training and vying for the teachers to be like whoever is on top get the best teachers out there they came to an understanding that well, whatever you want to do ghost maker you could do it but gotham is off limits this is mine and for some reason the joker war over everything else we've seen you know batman do with all this time we like we had giant mechas freaking come out of the like the buildings to stop things we've had the justice league jokerize and go after gotham has burned to the ground several times but it's finally now it's like well City I'm of gonna Bane, go now. make the shit out of this. Yep. <laughs> he's like, huh, Bane, he's pretty tough. I don't need that. And plus, I have my uh, butler, Albert. I don't want him to get his next snap. I'm going to wait this one out. What, what's happening now, Joker? Where, oh, shit, the Joker's pretty tough, too. What's that? Zero? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I, I don't want to do that. I swear, if you want to go with the continuity that we've set up, even Tom King's room, which we're not a fan of, as we'd like to point out. But, but it's still counts. The whole background of like a year or two of a Batman with the jo- war of jokes and riddles right there. Where's Ghostmaker at? Where is Shit's he? has gone crazy. Yeah, the say, you know, he kept his promise then. Now he shows up. This is like a guy. He shows Takes up. He's backsies. He wants to be. He's like, listen, I am Tom Brady's backup. I like to come in when we're up by 45. And then I'll just claim the victory. You know, he ends up, he goes in, it's 45 to well, three. A, smart a minute maker. left and like, well, I finished it. So I won. And that's what he seems to be. And it is kind of goofy, the idea that he shows up. Batman should say, like, what is this timing? I mean, really, you're going to do this? Batman should be like... I'm out. I'm going out. It's all yours. Like, what do we have left? Three issues left until December for yeah, like the endless winter and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Because like, so we have three issues left, maybe two. I didn't look into this before I started going off in this little This is why here, but, I think there would be a holding pattern because of yeah. the idea that you don't have a lot to go. But it's going to have to be a lot of flashback issues to really like, you know, flesh out this Ghostmaker and Bruce's relationship throughout this time where they could come to an understanding and why it's taken so long for Ghostmaker to decide now is the time to make the ghosts. Yeah, well, I think that it's just the ye. idea. With the next ye uh, flashback, we're going to go, and we'll just Can see you tell every I'm time. Irish ye? Yes. Well, well, hey, O'Shea. You end up with all this that you're going to have, like, the next flashback is that Bruce went to Saber Guy and he got him first. I, I just like the idea that it's like, oh no, now we're supposed to believe that. 
possibly Ghostmaker's better with the knives than the Batman. I really don't care if he's you better with the Tommy knives. You mean Tommy Tadane freaking taught Ghostmaker more than Bruce about Damn knives? Right. He's the best with the knives, Eric. He's the knife master. Now, the one thing, like, we have a lot of stuff going on where this is still the, I'm going to call it the collateral damage of the Joker War. We're still trying to figure out things that are going on with the people who were the clowns for the Joker War. We have Batgirl back in the form of Oracle to help, you know, be the eyes and ears of Batman through the computer and stuff like that as we track these people down and i just want to know though it's like as this goes on when are we going to find out if we go back to this going into the flashback who trained batman to become batman because we started this thing off with tomasi and the batman and robin run for the like new 52 reboot like new ideas of how things worked there are six people who have trained batman and then when tomasi got back on detective comics before number issue 1000 we had the countdown to a thousand he had the whole story that hit the people that taught him were getting killed it all turned out to be a dream machine that he hooks himself up to every year to freaking torture himself similar to ghostmaker as well though when you had and some guy you show went up back, and- i'm saying though you went back in that whole thing and you were trying to like you know oh my god we're gonna see who tomasi thinks trained about it, it it's tommy tavane the greatest man with knives in the world who hangs out at irish pubs and is one in 16 16- countries is one of the 16 is he one of the people that trained bruce now or did he say no i already got me a ghost maker he's mate. got the ghost maker ye? that's the worst irish accent i just did hello love looks like i'm gonna be training that damn ghost maker size yeezus that's what he said and Batman's like i'm getting out of here i'm out of here and then realizes i'm not even in ireland we're in chicago why are you talking like that i'm an asshole i said hey there ye welcome to the windy city Caesars. You end up with all this going on, though. Even before that, I, I laugh because you end up having the other character, Ghost uh, Clown Hunter. See, it's it's nuts. But Clown Hunter, you're like, clown oh, maker. man, we, we love the clown. We like the Clown Hunter idea. It fit in the Joker. You didn't do enough with it in the Joker war, ye. And end up where I can't get this accent out. And so you end up, though. Having this character that you want to have more of, you want this character to become big, any new character. And I'll give Tynan credit for throwing it out there. A lot of things like one of the things with Tom King and why we did like that transition is because you ended up having Tynan open up, you know, Bruce's world, Batman's world, where you even had other of the rogues gallery, especially. But these new characters, Tom King did not do much with new characters you know master twain master bruce. Know, master bruce dealing and that stuff but not a ton of new stuff so i do like that but it, it doesn't seem like you have enough space to do it now that you have clown hunter here in a post joker war deal i i thought right when we started this issue like huh who's who's he gonna hunt now what, is he going after ronald mcdonald i mean what, what if clowns are left because but the problem is some Bozo, of the books watch out and here's where we go with the idea of Books not jiving with each other, which will become a real big problem later if they do the story over continuity. The idea that some books show there's still tons of clowns around. You end up even have Nightwing where Barbara and Jason or Jason, Barbara and Dick are going around fighting all the residual clowns. But then in the Batman, we see everybody's given it up and gone. But with you ending Except up for having grinners. Well, that's the thing. You end up having a character whose whole deal and MO is getting rid of clowns. Now you have to throw some like it's not as organic as it seems to want to be the idea. Well, there's the side version of the clowns. that They're so crazy. Nobody wants to deal with them. And then you end up having Tynan have to explain why Batman didn't take these characters down when he knew about them all along. It's because they're almost the Joker barometer. It seems like 
Yeah, they're at the smile bar hanging low yeah, all the, the time until Joker's bar. ready to go and strike again. And then when they start activating a little, when they start doing things, then ba- okay, Joker's back. Well, okay, he says this. When has this ever worked for Batman? Like he's like, I have the smile bar open so I can make sure that when the Grinners start working towards something, I know the Joker's going to strike. You have never seen this bar before in your life. The Joker's caught you by surprise each and yeah. every time, motherfucker. And then I'm thinking, is there also the laughing bar? All and talk. then the prankster, but like this sort of thing. So the three Jokers, he no, knew. Oh my just God. hangs out at the milk bar. Like in Clockwork Orange. Yeah, really. I think they're just at the rec center, Erica. Maybe at the Woolworths diner counter. But yeah, he says this. And it's funny because. the bar in Central City where all the rogues hang out all the time. Yeah, I like that bar. And you also have the Nude and Sleazy bar in Gotham people like to hang out at. I'm telling you, the the Central City one is the greatest, especially when you have Barry have to actually go and talk to the rogues. Like not attack them. I love when he goes there to talk to them. There's a couple occasions when that happens. It usually feels moments, Eric. But here, there's this thing thrown out. And like, like you said about the ghost maker, he shows up. Oh, Gotham, like, where were you all these years? I mean, it's never been good. You end up with this. Well, I let this bar go because it get No, no, we've never seen it. Just make it that these are residual people from the Joker War that got too much toxin and ends up being the Grinners. I don't mind that. But this nonsense, Even this as, has always if, been if a thing. If you want to say that these guys are a precursor to the Joker's gang of the Batman Beyond time. Line. Sure, the Grinners are a precursor to that where people with this, you know, take it to a whole new level where the idea of like putting on the clown mask or painting your face, like a precursor to that and evolution into that time. I'm like, that could be cool too. Whatever you want to do. But sure, we got Grinners. We need freaking people for the ghost makers, the clown hunters. We need some cannon fodder right here. And these assholes happen that's to be what, it. That's what they are. But it's also a dupe because when Batman with Oracle there and, and Barbara's Oracle here is really cool. And it, it, does, cool. it does seem I don't get it. it does seem like a purpose though that at the end of the Batgirl run, you also have people saying that DC is kind of hinting around that Cassandra and Stephanie are going to take over as bat yeah. girls well then you'd have that barbara go back and she's just going to assume oracle and work with batman mentorship. Though, again if you want to talk and this is what gets me angry now because i did argue with some people about the idea of story over continuity without a continuity like we just had batgirl went and so shamed batman for all the nonsense in cecil castellucci's book now she's just working right with them and that doesn't jive and i well, like i just imagine you know in, be- in between batgirl's nonsense of issue number 50 into she this, came to her senses Bruce, no, that Bruce Wade, i guess we did some charitable work for the ones the charities that she deemed okay and he's like now i'm only a five hundred thousand dollar heir Yeah, that's how it works. But yeah, she's working and it's cool. The thing is, it doesn't do anything because it kind of is there to be there. So you're like, okay. Well, and I is, think it's we, supposed we to ease are you into this. a status quo for Gar- Barbara Gordon for whatever reason in the Batman books. We, I guess because we, we don't have a Batgirl book. But there are subtler ways to do it than her doing this whole thing. Okay, Batman, we're at the Smile Bar, which you just told me about. But I'm uploading a digital map of the interior to your cow. And I'm using their cell phones to tell you where they are. There's 12 of them there. Some are playing freaking you know, pool. They're doing, having the time of their life. Go in there, Batman. They're not ready for you oh my god whatever i'm looking at on my computer must have been a loop because everybody inside is dead and i'm not reading you inside there i'm like all right let's move on because now batman on the side of the wall i guess ghost maker keeps spray painting this freaking utility belt he's got a ghost maker symbol on the wall this has all been a trap to lead batman there for whatever reason but like it seems like it's out of its way to do this 
Batman is now on the hunt for Ghostmaker, something that he recognized as all that work that we did, all the stuff that we had like, you know, hope for throughout the Joker war, bringing the Bat family together. Batman saying he's got to do things differently because shit like this happens when he does it on his own. All that goodwill that we built up and got hopeful for. All right, Oracle, I'm going to have to do this on my own. This time it's personal. I'm and like, that's, this time it's personal. I'll get a hold of you later. And so she's just there, and I think she's there to kind of a little wow factor, see what people think of her, but also get people used to the idea that she might be Oracle again in this new deal. Now, when he sees the spray paint on the wall, I'm thinking, well, either I'm getting attacked by Ultraman or possibly the Starship Starship Enterprise. It's what it looked like to me at first. I'm like, like Starship Discovery. Yeah, well, we don't need that shit. So he's like, I hate that stuff. I'm more of a Star Wars fan. And you know, Batman would be more of a Star Trek fan (laughs) through and through. But you end up where you get the flashback then we go back to ye old ireland you go to dublin many years ago to the druids tavern you know and there's the guy that we're gonna see be the knife expert getting thrown tommy out the window tommy Tavane, where he's like hey ye why do ye want to do that with ye it's like glory in the daredevil run when he had that hey you say so. ye foggy do this ye this is old deal frank miller stuff where it's just over the top and it made me laugh we ended up doing some stuff during the shutdown with that i love glory and her yees well i get a little of that with tommy here and he's like hey you good with the knives you like the cuts you afraid of the cuts there also do you know that i look like david boreanis because i'm cool and sexy and Young? Well, yeah. David Boreanaz is cool, sexy, and young. That's who he looks like. I'm telling you, when he looks over and goes, no, I'm like, ooh, it's Bones, Eric. Or even when he says, your name is Tommy Devane. It's Bones, it is, Eric. It's it's young David Boreanaz, so it's definitely not Bones. It's on hell. Is what I like it to is call it. Angel pre-season five. <laughs> yes. Uh, where's Gun? You end up where you have the knives and they come out. Ooh, you want to test me with the knives? Let's see how you do it, ye. And then all of a sudden there's Ghostmaker. And because we can't know, uh, because obviously. He thinks he's better than you, Tommy. He thinks he's better than all of us. You can't take it personally, of course. It's in his nature. It's how he was raised. You would take a shower with a beautiful woman. <laughs> the problem with this, it makes me laugh. And you mentioned it. So I don't want to steal the deal. He is Iron Fist at this point. Then he becomes Moon Knight. But he grows up to become Moon Knight. That's how it works. Right now he's Iron Fist. The idea that we can't see his face as if this is going to be some sort of tell. I mean, really, we wouldn't know. I mean, what is this going to end up? It's, It's Clark Kent. So you have this deal so that we know. He looks like a young tiger shark. Yeah. yeah. Are we supposed to like, ooh, you got to have, you know, the bandette because, you know, it's a cool look. But also, you know, now you know it's the ghost. No, we know this. And when did he go by? Like, at this point, he's going, Bruce this, Bruce that. But you never have Bruce saying this. I'm sitting here like, I I guess they're subtly trying to tell you that, you know, Bruce has sought out Tommy DeVay and the greatest knifeman in the freaking world. And he's one of the 16 countries. He needs to find this guy. He's going to tell it. He wants to learn all he can about knives for whatever reason to become the Batman. Well, yes. And when, right? and when Ghostmaker comes out, beat you again, Bruce. Go find your own knife expert. Now, the thing is, here I am sitting here because I'm reading in this just as a comic. In my mind, Ghostmaker just walked up. Bruce has already gotten to the guy. Beat you again, Bruce. I'm like, no, that dude, Bruce threw him through a window to get him to talk to him. I'm like, is he already training you, though, Ghostmaker, in the background that I don't know about? This is where I had a problem because you end up with Tommy Tvain and you go and you would expect that there he is. Let's see how good you're with the knives. Ye? And then Bruce doesn't use knives. I would expect to kind of like he's going to feel him out with that. And then when you have Ghostmaker show up and like, I beat you there. 
I, I, I want a knife fight. I, you know, you brought, you brought narration to a knife fight, Eric. You don't need that. And they start coming. Well, Jim, Bruce said he swore that if he saw him again, he would break every bone in his body after what this ghost maker did to their master in Morocco. I'm like, all right, who the hell is training you in Morocco? And that's the worst part is I'm trying to sit there and think about what we have spelled out as Bruce's, you know, mentors to try to become like, you know, Batman. Cause we had Henri Ducard, Thaddeus Brown, Giovanni Zataro, Jason Blood, Silas Stone, Master Sensei, uh, Karigi. I'm like, who was in Morocco? What did the ghost maker do to this person? And remember him, Tom Ken's and run. Also, we even had they... the deal in the Himalayas and stuff like that. Exactly. I want to say that was Master Sensei Karagi, uh, Karigi, but, um, but the thing is, I don't know who was in Morocco, and if if Ghostmaker did something to that master, the whoever it may be, did he not then train Bruce, and that guy doesn't count anymore? I, I think they were on vacation in Morocco. I, I don't think, and I think that that's where we're going to get Tynum, where you don't get any info. It's just there to be like wow moment oh, type man. deal and go. They have a past, but again, I just it, I don't know why it bothers me that you're dealing with the knives expert, and yet nobody has a knife except him, but he doesn't really use it because he gets beat up. He's not real good with the kicks and the chops, but you have oh, this all. thrown through a window, my only weakness. What I would want here is to see that, yeah, Ghostmaker beat Bruce to Tommy. He ended up learning about the knives. He was ahead of him where Bruce wanted to do. And let me see Ghostmaker actually beat Bruce in a knife fight. So we realized that this could be a battle. Oh, my God. He better get to there. He better get to there. That leads to you wondering, what is Ghostmaker better at? What What is he? He has shown up in Gotham to take over something he promised His not to do. His suit is equipped with a ghost network that hacks computers, Jim. Come on. Batman needs a whole Oracle. He has a ghost network. I think that that's just a play on it. That's his own Oracle. And you don't get much of that anyway. But I, I want to see... You know, I want to see why Bruce would also be scared, possibly, of Ghostmaker being there. Maybe Ghostmaker. I I guess that there's 10 trainers in the world. They split it five to five. And now we're waiting for, you know, the electoral college votes to see who's going to be the king of the Batmans. But with this all, I don't really get much. It's just surface level stuff. Then to just have Ghostmaker going after Clown Hunter and then just I'm going to send a, a personal note well, to Bruce Ghostmaker's here. after Clown Hunter. Clown Hunter's after Harley who decides – and the whole, the whole thing too, if, I don't know why it bothers me that Gotham has a little Santa Prisca like you know, district, a section neighborhood. I'm like – who like like everybody's just like uh, coming over from Santa Prisca? Like here's everybody, here's a little Santa Damn Prisca, right. a little slice of awfulness oh, for and you. And they don't have Main Street, Eric. They have Bain Street, right? Bain Street. <laughs> you, you, you end up where you again have Ghost or Clown Hunter. You have Clown Hunter. He needs somebody to hunt. He, he likes the clowns. I mean, like I said, he's going to go after Ronald McDonald. He's going to go after you. Two clowns that I do love, but he's Bozo, now Jim. he's now going Bozo. he's now going after Harley. I know it makes sense enough, but to a degree, it's just but seems she was working against the Joker for the Joker War. Maybe Clown Hunter is not doesn't have the four one one about this, but there should be an idea that she has not been Harley Quinn, freaking you know, mog, like the the mall baby to the Joker for quite some time now. Yeah, yeah, and he ends up where he seemed to more be like on the street level neighborhood thing for his neighborhood things like that. He's kind of has to go around. Did I they guess. tell us before that he's from Little Santa Prisco? I, like, I, did, I didn't did they think point it was because I don't recall that because you would. 
the gun out of his neighborhood bothers me yeah, for that's some what reason. I'm saying if that is his neighborhood then fine but I don't remember a spell out though again I think I only realized a little I'm not reading no under Gotham City little center Prisk actually I did but it didn't hit until the guy mentioned it then and then Harley's gonna pay double rent because she knows she's got to do that I don't think she's ever paying and then he even that's says if I don't what is she doing right now to pay double rent? I couldn't pay double rent if they asked me to. And I'm like, I'm on the straight and narrow. I would believe that, you know, with her new reformed personality that she might be on some sort of straight and narrow. What is Harley Quinn currently doing to make some money? Catwoman gave her some of that dough. I think she's got Bruce Wayne money. So they end up where, you know, it's a nice. She has a stipend like Nightwing. Yeah, really. Now. It's a nice little scene. Next thing you know. Batgirl's there yelling about who she's going to donate to. You end up where it's a nice little scene. But again, I like this Harley. I like the way he writes Harley here where she's doing. It takes a little too long for just Harley to get an apartment. Get an apartment? Hey, what's your hyena policy? That's fun enough. I mean, it's goofy. I like this Harley coming back to Gotham. And like the whole idea where you saw her in the background for months, probably a year at this point from when Bendis really pushing the character. Like she hangs out at the Hall of Justice. She's a hero now out of nowhere. It made no sense. But as we're gradually bringing her more into like, you know, Batman and her working together, her being on the straight now, I like the idea of actually separating her completely from the Joker and being more of a heroic character. Like she's worked towards in her own, you know, series for quite some time now, but more of a serious take on it in this book. I dig that. I just, I don't know. Her just just getting an apartment here. Just like you said, took a little bit too long. And it's only two pages, but it's two pages of of just nothing. Uh, Would you date? Would you date her now with that Frankenstein scar on her neck? Because I know you have problems with. Would I only ever notice it one panel out of two pages? Uh, There's actually two. That's how my eyes work. You see (laughs) it at one. I only ever noticed it. No, you see it at one point when she's talking. Then the final. What's your hyena policy? So it is there. That final one. That that scar just goes right down her entire neck. Like I. I don't remember it being that big with the throat or vertical like that. I'm telling you, I might follow that. Okay, you know, and though when you have Ghost Maker, oh, there's the other time. Yeah, I see Ghost it Maker goes to Clown Hunter and says, "Hey there, punk, with, with your your mohawk face shield. What's that called? A mask?" <laughs> He's like, "Hey." Uh, what's going on? I'm going to stop you. You end up, you're going to blow up that building. I'm not going to allow it. And again, this is what we always will get. If you ever get a person coming into Gotham that thinks that Batman's nonsense, it always has to be the over the top. Okay. Batman doesn't kill. I have to kill. Batman doesn't do this. I'm going to do this. I actually want a story where somebody comes into Gotham and like really has a good plan. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to be better. I'm going to, and actually we yeah. had that 25 years ago in Gotham when Batman came to yeah, town. Really? Well, you end up where, you know, Clown Hunter's there and it's like, hey, who are you? You get this little deal. Hey, I'm scanning your, you know, your phone. You got the download history. It's disgusting. All right. We're wasting time again. And then we're going to make a basically, I don't think I like you. Well, I'm Ghostmaker. I'm going to kill you. I really don't like you. Ah, Batman comes in flying fists. Ghostmaker. And you end up, you end up with basically, they seem like, Almost like businessmen, like me and you start a door-to-door sales deal. And I say, here's my territory. Here's your territory. We don't go into each other's deal. We don't mess it up. And now you have Ghostmaker come in. And like we said at the beginning, you know, do your damn job. When Batman says it's my city, 
Uh, but it's way too late in the game for this. I mean, what, what was he on ice? What was he on Vegas? And even when you get certain things where he's talking to Clown Hunter, hey, what's going on, kid? Yeah, I want to get rid of this. That's more Gotham thinking. I'm from the world. I'm like, Italy. I'm a man of the world. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to save Gotham City, a way that Batman never could, by killing you and the others like you, criminals. I'm of the world. If we do not get a character reveal that actually is like, holy crap, that's who it is, which it's almost impossible, the way this is set up in the past and all that. Ghostmaker is of the world. But if we don't, this idea of I'm of the world, instead of saying, listen, I grew up in France, and you know about that, you know, something like anything. And and with that, (laughs) I think that the clever way to do it would be where James Tynan might say, hey, I'm from France. Then you think of Descartes and now it, you get, you, and know, the you get wondering, right? And the Coneheads and, and instead the world, you're just like, okay, that's just generic. It, it doesn't inspire me to get any sort of interested in Ghostmaker. I, I mean, he looks like he's straight out of Metal Gear Solid. They're fighting. Hopefully and- something comes of it as this arc progresses and you want to like Ghostmaker by the end, because right now you have pretty much a, a meddled up moon knight who's going to take Gotham for himself. And you find out that Bruce and him have a past, but not much. If we don't find that. out much more. I, I might be done, Eric. I'm done. I, I'm done with the idea that anytime Tynan introduces something, I'll just whatever, because the, the first victim still is stuck in my crawl. We never found out. And he says, we're never going to. So that's great. Right. But Why? because he's like, oh, it, it, he is that the clever point? He played it off as one of those like it could be anyone. That's what makes it great. And no, no, no. You were pretty good. But yeah. So we'll see. The art's great. I like the art a lot. But Overall, the story just is a lot of nothing. Uh, We're already, you know, we're we're two issues of the Joker War. So we got to get to something, even if we only have a couple issues left. Please, the next issue better up the ante. It better start getting something because this is the last thing it seems you're going to be doing for three months. I need something where I'm like, oh, my God, even if it's like a cliffhanger, then we're, we realize, oh, my God, we are coming back to this stuff, maybe a different slant, but we're coming back or just, OK, if whatever Tynan's going to go on next, if it's Batman or whatever, you know, I want to follow because this was pretty good. But overall, I thought the Joker War ended with, you know, pretty much stumbled at the end of whimper and now this just hasn't grabbed me yet so i need to and the designer story the designer story ended up pretty much fizzling out to get to the joke like i need something i need something to enjoy especially in a designer story fizzled i can bully once you saw what he looked like come on Yeah. also though then (laughs) once punchline it became just punchline and pretty much yeah let's get to the joker war but what, what would you give this I think I'd end up giving this because I do enjoy the art. Uh, 6.3 six. out of 10 <sighs> because now 6.3 out of 10. I, I want to like aspects of it and the idea of like Ghostmaker's fine. It's just you don't get enough of them here to really like flesh it out. Because the thing is, I'm reading this. I'm like, I was mostly upset that like you're just doing a redo of Morgan Ducard, uh, Nobody. And I like that character and what it did for Damian Wayne. What's this doing for anybody here? And if, if we are doing something, is it going to be Clown Hunter? And you're just going to be rehashing that with Clown Hunter as a Damian Wayne? Yeah, and that's actually, now that you say that, it really seems like that might happen, but we'll see. I really wish at this point when Bruce went to Clown Hunter before and told him to stop doing this, that he would have because there were no more clowns left. And then Ghost Hunter, uh, Ghostmaker went after him when he had already given up. And then Batman had to protect him because, you know, 
hey, you're a criminal. But like the thing is, he was protecting his his you know neighborhood. He's not a criminal in his mind. He's and he's stopped doing it because the the city has moved on. And now Ghostmaker's going after him. I'm like, I think that's more of a clever story than Ghost, like you know, Clown Hunter just being more and more insane and going after Harley Quinn for no real reason, whether or not he's from Little Sam. Yeah, exactly. Blow up an apartment, apartment building. building on top. I'm like. All right, now we've just gone from, you know, neighborhood hero to the Unibot. Yeah, that's what it is. And even if you twisted it into where Harley looks out, we were talking about this, like Harley looks out the window and sees him and then just goes over and, what are you doing, kid? And then even she tries to help or something might be fun, but that wouldn't really fit in a Batman book. You're going to need to have Batman more involved. So I would like him being Batman to bring in the you know ghost or jesus clown hunter and know, try to keep you know and too. try to kind of get him on the straight and narrow and then you might even have that little it's so funny Damian to me too feel. with red hood coming to gotham now now that the outlaws are done it's just gonna be a red hood book and coming back to gotham because it almost feels like clown hunter would be a protege like you know the dual dent joker's daughter and he'd be remaking the outlaws right away by trying to take these people under right, his wings you got that you got the first victim we'll get them all out there right karma karma's dead eric why would you say that here we go but yeah i'm gonna give it six out of ten i did like the art but yeah it's just it's a lot of nothing we'll see it's setting up the deal we'll see how the story goes but we're gonna go to a story now that has been going for a bit and me and you are a little down with it and what book is that eric justice league number 56 written by joshua williamson with art by robson roca daniel henriquez romeo forjardo jr and ten tom napo yeah and tom napolitano i should be back in school our death metal Just League team have made their way to Brimstone Bay and the Throne of Perpetual, but as we saw at the end of last issue, it looked like they were all taken out by the unstoppable Omega Knight. Yeah, that doesn't so much happen here where everyone is fine. Nightwing is mopey and Detective Chimp figures out that Comet the Mechanical Horse can also create an invisibility field. All in all, the stakes and repercussions and the idea that people could actually die in this book have been thrown out the window since everyone is fine. Our team released the Legion of Doom and take out Perpetual's throne. Yes, and... With this all, we've been enjoying this Justice League book. We actually have been enjoying Joshua Williamson's take on it. This nerdy, yes, Lord of the Rings quest yeah, that they're on. you bunch of nerds, right? This, this is so, all so you, you end up, though, where we were worried because you, you were getting a little Joshua Williamson stuff going with it. Uh, this I started kind getting of worried last issue because the whole thing is we are on a quest. Like I like to joke around it's a nerdy Lord of the Wings quest. It's a big joke, but and when you get to the dying. idea that – I am all about exploring this metal verse that's been created here because it's pretty much per- all wide open to be explored. I'm like, okay, we have to go from Brimstone Bay all the actually we have to go from Arkham like, you know, wastelands to Brimstone Bay. I'm like, if you look at the metal verse map, that's a large thing. Like, I want to see how we get there. When we got the last issue, oh yeah, that's uh that's Lex Luthor's pirate ship and then we're going to montage. Okay, we're there everybody. I'm like, Okay, all the like wind going into the sails here were just cut off, and I'm like, I why do I even care anymore? The wind and the sails, the sails were the metal men, Eric. They were yes, the metal yes, men. They were. As soon as I started saying, I'm like, oh no, don't talk this about that. This is the thing with it, though, is this is kind of what happened to a lot of Joshua Williamson's stories in Flash, where you'd have these neat, intriguing starts. As it went on, it started getting lesser and lesser, or things were left behind, or you end up with having. You know, things solve the problem that really aren't explained and whatnot. And in this, 
you end up having Bobo with Comet just while you guys were gone, I did a little investigating and I, I realized thought to this. myself about Wonder Woman gave this to you and you know what? She's all about the invisibility. Like the jet, she's at this thing's mechanical. I figured out that Comet can turn invisible. How about that? You are the world's greatest detective, Chip. Yeah, and also figured out how to do that and then also figured out that because of invisibility somehow will allow them to not be detected and then uh, it just, but then you end up, and I love the idea, this is a Joshua Williamson thing, is you're forcing it with Pretty much Comet's invisibility really solving the day uh, for the most and then kind of tricking the Omega Knight into doing something so stupid. But when you end up having Comet, he's invisible. Everybody, you know, the bad guys can't see them. But then Kendra Marshall Man are, well, we figured we'd tune into your polarities and then they can find it. And so nothing really matters. It really doesn't uh, because it's just solved by being solved. And it seemed like a big story. The Omega Knights seemed like such an impressive thing. Well, that's the thing is we had the Omega Titans, these things that can just devour worlds. Yeah, the, the, the No Justice was a convoluted nonsense story, but it had these things. And then to find out the Perpetua somehow pulled dead bodies of the Omega Titans from the Dark Multiverse, Frankenstein together into a guard for her throne of, you know, of like nonsense. I'm like... All right, that's that's weird, but I can see it. That is something that's very menacing. All the heroes going out could not stop these Omega Knights or Titans before, so this is a big deal. And even when we ended last issue, where it's like, all right, Nightwing, you and me, we're going to work in the shadow too. Uh oh, we've been spotted, blasted. It looks like our entire Justice League team are dead now. Because why wouldn't they be? And in this whole thing, while Detective Chimpin's like, you know, this is kind of messed up. I don't want to be a part of this because everybody's going to die. As I they told should. you right away, it was just setting up for him to fly in on combat. That's the thing is, like. At by the end of this issue, I said there's no repercussion. It looks like Detective Chimp's dead, but I don't go with that because after last issue, when it looked like everybody's dead, we had Starfire and Cyborg missing for half this issue just to find out, oh, no, we're fine, everybody. I'm like, nobody was killed by this blast. This thing that's only purpose is to kill whoever comes around and for how much of a powerhouse it is that it can take out the Throne of Perpetua that for some reason looks like the monitor's tuning fork you know, before it can multiverse madness – I don't understand how nobody is dead here from the Omega Knight itself actually attacking them. And the, the idea of it is that you may be able to play with that. I mean, it seems like metal will death metal will end with, you know, a reset. You're going to have to go and we're going to get the multiverse. I'd kill everybody all that. I could. Yeah. I'd I, Tom Taylor the I'm shit at, out of everybody. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, boy, this was a Tom Taylor story. Nobody'd be alive. <laughs> but so you have this and you have all this setup. They're going, you know, you say a nerdy quest. I say awesome, right? They're going to Mount Doom here. They're, they're going to throw the ring and all that stuff where you even have Lex kind of me precious. He's going, they're going to try to get to the throne, which now is kind of the tower tuning for deal. But you end up freeing the you know the doom the the legion of doom Doom. i was gonna say i don't know what i was gonna say the league of doom but with that you have two big things going on you know how are the heroes who we thought were dead gonna beat this omega knight and how is kendra now going to escape the mind hunter Hunter. the batman martian mal a martian man hunter and here is why we get upset with joshua williamson you end up Basically having Bobo figure out how to use Comet to be invisible to do all the one thing. And then Kendra, after a lot of shit talk from the Mindhunter and her, just say... Oh, Martian Manhunter taught me how to get out of your mind control before. So we you were don't together get anything. for a hot minute. Yeah. He taught me how to, it's freaking, you know, go against people with mind powers. You know, yeah. And, and that's 
that's the solution? I mean, that's nothing. That is just saying. No, no, that's not the solution because that even that whole thing that you brought up to me, which you hate his Martian manner because you are a Martian and also a Batman. You are susceptible to like fire just like me. I'm like, Batman's kind of susceptible to fire too. Everybody's kind of susceptible that's to fire. That's my whole thing. I'm reading this and that's the big thing where Kendra realizes, oh, you're going to attack me with fire, but get this. You might be Batman, but you're also part Martian Manhunter, susceptible to fire. And all I yell every time is, everybody is. There's nothing that – That's super I'm bad. not Martian. I'm going to catch on fire. <laughs> I'm done. I mean, really. You're never going to talk to me. I'll be a burn victim. And it, it's the idea that, yes, Martians and Martian Manhunter in particular is afraid of it. But that doesn't mean that other people aren't or aren't susceptible. It's the thing is, it's, it's a silly lead up to freaking take out Manhunter, but it is cool to watch the idea idea of Martian Manhunter using his heat vision on Kendra's, you know, nth metal like weapon. I want to say mace, but it's all death metal and crazy, but making a superheated nth metal and then busting his ass in the face right there. I'm like, that that's pretty bad. That is bad. It's a silly lead up to the whole thing. Batman is not, you know, immune to fire. So don't say you may be Batman, but you're also susceptible for fire because it's just that is one of those things that drives me nuts. Oh, no. And it usually points to me as if when Dan Jurgens at one point said, if anybody says Superman saying, to, you know, for Rao's sake, that shows you they don't know the character. I swear, yeah. when you see this idea that only Martians can get burned and things when it goes it's such a surface level deal that i'm like you're not thinking this through here and just writing that i would think you're like that's kind of silly but it leads to a badass moment i don't mind that you know here's some fire marshman you know have some funny thing with that but it ends up just being yeah you know Martian manhunter he jumped he taught me how to get this mind control out well why didn't you do that before it's not like there was a plan being revealed in fact you end up having mind hunter going with kendra desperately wanting to know what the plan is for the justice league and all the heroes going against she the batman was and perpetua stolen for what time for our heroes to you know not be dead and come up with a plan i think that you stole you're gonna get people dead but it's just it's this wow moment hey marshman we, we're talking about the idea of like our justice league have to go up against the omega titan right imagine it like like how, how bad that is, but imagine them having to go up against the Omega Titan and the Mine Hunter at the same time. Oh, That's moly. pretty bad, right there. Yeah, yeah. I actually would have liked it more if Ken just like, "Hey, you know what? Shane taught me how to get rid of the." She was with Shane a lot Nobody more than Shane that, but again. no, they're not going to. But it'd be kind of cool. And then Shane's there, like you see you his, his visit. I want to bring up something that we talked about during the original, actually the lead up to Death Metal for the idea of Perpetua, how she like you know wanted to make Lex Luthor into an apex predator. The, the biggest creation, the best creation in the entire multiverse is the combination of Martians and humans. That is the greatest creation of all time. That's why Lex became this. Her like you know her alkalite, and I'm like. uh we had that though. We even talked to Scott Snyder about the idea of like, we went to this, you know, sixth dimension where we had this whole world builder make up this whole universe where Martian Manhunter and Hawkgirl had a child. And like, wouldn't that make him, you know, half human, half Martian? No, because uh, Kendra, she's got Thanagarian resurrected DNA. And my, no, no, she's just a human. And that's the thing that people keep forgetting when they write Kendra here. She is a human. Who is resurrected, like, you know, reincarnated from a Thanagarian, Shayara. And the thing is, like, even in this issue, they even call her a Thanagarian in this. I'm like, because why, why they does this don't keep know, happening? because it keeps happening, because everybody just. Like, I swear Scott Snyder didn't realize that Kendra was not a Thanagarian when he wrote that aspect of human and Martians, because 
You, you put that right together with that. People listening now are like, Eric's full of shit. He's not. He, he isn't. But I guess we are because they keep saying this. And it's one of those where, again, I keep going with Cecil Castellucci. But the idea that each writer seems where you get hired for a book and then they only go with the last bunch of issues like okay let me see about oh they said that okay i'll go with that never looking into it themselves fully because you're right kendra is human she is a reincarnated deal of hawk hawk woman the deal and at one point you know one of the resurrections but that doesn't really play out and so yeah born human and and because we were wondering why shane would have been born with wings because it's just kind of not the thing but the thing is even if you want to go with that he's also half martian he has shape-shifting abilities he wants to look more like his mother why wouldn't he actually shape-shift wings i we came up with the whole backstory for shane with the idea of the half human making him the apex predator the perfect being because he was born not made and then he could go up against apex lex and perpetual and stuff like this it was all written right there in my sky I said, it's like, no, that's no, not how it is. No. And, oh, and right. even with that, then I think I might have asked him, but I probably didn't because I, I would have been afraid to get mad at me. I don't <laughs> like people mad at me. But the idea of Kendra, you know, with Martian Manhunter still to this point, oh, my love, my love of my life. I'm like, that's so forced. But if it was to get you to that Shane point, okay, I'll deal with it. But we're still yeah. dealing with that. And again, I think that by the time these stupid writers at DC, we get down the line, people are going to think that the biggest romance they've ever had at DC was Marsha Manhunter and Kendra. It's nonsense. And it, it, it's so, so hot and so bright. You've barely realized it was there. It ends up now. It's just it's gone on too long for me to still be angry because it's a thing. But it, it just but it never really was. No. There. And it always feels like it's just that forced thing to get to the next scene with this being and the only reason i swear that it's still going on they even reference it because they saw their weird freaking you know world forger freaking future where they oh yeah you guys are together and you have a kid in my weird made-up world over here well i guess that means we have to be together then yeah at this point they're even like they they take down mine hunter here and then they got a smooch they're smoochins eric i'm like eh, no Seems weird. But yeah, they end up going and, and because they can see the you know polarities. How I like my men, mean yeah, and green. Mean and green. Oh man, you're on fire. What? He gets mad. He's like, Don't say that, baby. You know that I'm susceptible to it, as they say, <laughs> you Thanagarian jerk. Yeah, but yet you end up having, oh, comet, he's invisible. But not just him. Everybody around Did him. That, it's a spear well, of invisibility. Is, it's all going on. It becomes on. an invisibility field where at first I'm like, whoever's writing, comment, and comment themselves, they're invisible. But then it becomes this wide invisibility field. They create more and, and more. the thing is, I actually got confused. Being Even though they spell out that Comet and Bobo are invisible at this point, as they progress, I don't think it's actually played out very well in the art because we have a panel where it looks like you're seeing nothing just because – they're actually invisible. You don't see like an outline. You should have had an it's outline. It's just nothing on the panel. And I actually thought to myself, like, what? Like, and I, I had to call myself a dummy. Like, they spelled it out. But for some reason, just the way it progresses, I'm like, the hell am I looking at right here? Nothing. Ravioli hands. Ravioli hands. Eric, you end up where they're Weird. going. They're trying to get away. Uh, you know, the Omega Knights, he's blasting away. You get the Mind Hunter. So you end up where you have to explain why now everybody and. All Bobo says, we're invisible. Comet gives off a wave of energy that keeps us hidden from the Omega Knight. You're welcome. Why? Why would invisibility? To me, the Omega Knight's a little more than that. You know, he's got the radars of the sonars. They I have don't know to explain why this thing doesn't kill our heroes instantly like he should have done. You set up the ultimate of ultimate badass death weapon 
And you got to get away from that because they got to do something. So you end up having them blast them. That didn't do shit. Now they're getting away because a growing invisibility field. And then the thing is so damn stupid that it ends up pretty much signing its own death warrant when Bobo (laughs) tricks them because they can't seem to get the Legion of Doom off of this what was originally, you know, a throne. If you sit on this throne, you're talking about the first thing that pops up. There is some trouble here. Uh, But it's supposed to be that they end up getting the Legion of Doom out because Bobo tricks the Omega Knight into blasting him, which then shoots back. It's just like, you really set up this thing of being the big bad? Well, you're setting this whole thing up to it. There's Lex Luthor saying, all right, I'm going to prove why I'm a part of this team, everybody. I've, I rebuilt Brainiac. I know the chinks in his armor. I know the soft points. He, this throne was made out of Brainiac. I can pinpoint the cracks so we can bring this whole thing down. All right, Lex, we've got to take off this the, the Legion of Doom. We're strapped to it. Uh-oh, it's a little too strong. Ain't got an answer for that. Just have the Omega Titan blast it. Right here, we're good. And that's the whole thing. Even this idea, like like I said, it looks like Bobo dies at the end. I'm not going to believe it, though, because nobody freaking died from last issue when everybody should have. But we have the Omega Titan. Hey, hey, asshole, over here. And then, the, uh-oh, and this blast of one thing that he is actually trained to do, he's supposed to keep this thing safe, blast it, not only knocks the throne down, but the backlash of it actually takes him out. And I'm like... I don't know. I don't understand. The big explosion that it hits it with somehow doesn't kill the Legion of Doom, but we're supposed to believe it killed Bubba, but the Our Legion of Doom are now escaped. might be destroy the throne with the Legion of Doom still trapped, but we don't have enough power to do that. I think I know how. And that's the thing. It's like everybody is dead. The Mega Titan is dead. The throne is dead. For some reason, Bobo's dead because I guess he was just right in the blast radius. But the Legion of Doom, who are strapped to this thing, I'm just, it's been sucking their life for months as far as I'm concerned. They're fine. They're unstrapped. For, and that's the thing is where he hits this thing, why would this undo their bindings <laughs> that were too yeah. strong for the freaking Justice League to take off? And the best when you're showing it, yeah, Bobo, he climbs to the very top. This blast electrocutes the entire again, thing, it looks you, like, too. And you end up, yeah, that's my point. He's at the very top, but the blast is the whole thing. And it's an Omega Knight. It's made from an Omega Titan. And yet this thing is like Marty McFly. It doesn't want to be called a wannabe Frankenstein. It freaks out. Like, hey, wannabe Frankenstein, Omega Titan. When are you coming? Get me. Bring it, baby. And why would it even react? Nobody I, calls me a yeah, wannabe right. piece of me. <laughs> like, boom, boom. He goes and just squishes, you know, Bobo. You done. It just blasts it. The whole thing looks like it is on fire, electric going. It blasts back enough of a blast to pretty much just destroy this huge thing. But then we end up with none of the Legion. The only thing I could really put it as a perspective of if you play GTA 5 and you shoot a rocket launcher right next to a wall and it kills you, that's essentially what the Omega Titan does right here. It doesn't kill anybody else except for a fucking little chip. I'm looking, if you at least least had Gorilla Grodd and Cheetah kind of with their fur singed a little they're coming out they're their sexiest self it makes now what i think because brainiac didn't walk away though where, where, where's comet at the point because you end up having him leave He's invisible yeah i think comet just went and grabbed him i think that we're gonna see that he fell at the ble- well wait a minute i see comet thanks for the lift so comet's already near there i think comet saved his ass just Probably. like that because you know that in this world explosions can be fooled by invisibility eric he ain't no marsh he ain't susceptible to fire. He's a he's an ape. Oh god, Eric. So now, even though we end this issue with 
Chimp supposedly looking like he's dead and Nightwing being fine, everybody else being fine, and the Legion of Doom saying, now who's going to save you? We have Sinestro, we have Grodd, and we have Cheetah here all looking the pounce. Do you think that they, A, attack the Justice League, or B, go right through Lex Luthor for screwing them over? I say they don't do either. I, I, I'm telling you, right away, they see Lex, they should go ham on him. I think it's just going to be, whoa, whoa. To me, my legion, we saved you. And these assholes, they'll be like, all right, now I'm with you. I mean, does Cheetah still have the tear of extinction? Because if that's the case, there could be trouble. But you could have even used that. You could have even used that there you know, gifts and their things that they got. You could have they used them against. You could have used it though. You could have used something in this dark metal type deal. Maybe they know more. Maybe something happened that they, but you don't do anything. You pretty much get the Omega Knight being the stupidest big bad ever by blasting well, himself. He's the wannabe Frankenstein. He, he blasted himself dead, but also freed the things that he was supposed to produce. Wasted. Oh my God. You don't call me a wannabe Frankenstein. Now put it on my tab. We don't have tabs there in this area. There we go. But yeah, at the end, it's basically everything you, you said. You got up, to order everything I want a Pepsi free. Hey, you got to pay for that. Everything that's set up here, though, just gets pushed aside with with these weird things. You know, uh, MacGuffins. Uh, okay, we're invisible now. We can get past there and go there. Now you get it blasted, but everybody lives but the Omega Titan, who's supposed to be the big bad. Kendra, she gets out of it because, hey, Martian Manhunter, when we were smooching the last time, he told me how to get rid of your mind control or his or whatnot. I don't know. I don't even know why they'd go through that lesson, but you have it and it happened. But overall, I, I was disappointed. This has gotten worse as it's gone on. It was something that me and you were a little more positive than most people when it first started. And we were digging it at one point, saying that we were enjoying I it. I love a crazy Justice League team. And we liked it even more than, say, the regular death metal stuff. We were having fun on its own here. Yeah, you said it was nerdy. Like uh, I Lord think of the I Rings, still like it more than regular death metal stuff. It's just ending like, really? We're just like... It's almost like these stories start and then they're like, oh, you know, you have 10 issues. Oh, by the way, you have four. Oh, no, I better make this work. They know how many issues. Just these stories, it it always ends up so uninspiring. Like you didn't really have a full story. There's uninspiring things in this and a lot of forced things that we had to get to, like, you know, make the perpetual throne go down. But in that forced nonsense of an issue – there are some really good moments wrapped around some really good art in my mind right here. I still like the crazy team. I like the connection that we get with the idea of Martian Man and Hulk Girl, whether it's wrong or not. I like at the end that it seems like Brainiac is the throne, even though earlier in the issue of the panel, you could see Brainiac strapped to it with the rest of them. There's a lot of yeah, There's a lot of inconsistencies. There's some fun moments. If you look past all the really nitpicky shit that we just did with this review, there's a decent bit of story in here. That's why I ended up going to a 6.5 out of 10 with this, because for all of its faults, it's still one of the most interesting parts of the death metal story right now in my mind. I'm at a six. And really, if you ended up where the Omega Knight blasts them at the end of last issue, and then you go to this issue and it just says, if it just says, Hey, everybody, they lived they tricked the Omega Knight, and now you have the Legion of Doom attacking them. You're really getting the whole story. There, there really isn't much well, you can do else. That with any comic, I know, for the most but part. nothing happened in the story that hey, was a progression. Ghostmaker and Bruce knew each other when they were kids. Yeah, well, not really, Eric. They trained later. They were teens, not kids. Please, you got it wrong. So there you go, Ravioli hands. You still look like a kid. Still with this, yes. But with this, it's just. 
to me, though, that was a setup issue to get this. This has been set up for issue after issue to get to this whole deal of, oh, my God, this we can't beat this. We can't beat this to have it, you know, pretty much end in an easy way. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go. Let's go. Where they just have to Poor get chimp. they just have to get the, you know, Legion of Doom with Lex and them so that we can go forward with it. And it was it was a disappointment to me, but the art's great. I'm giving it a six. And I'm really hoping that it leads to something interesting, though, now that we have the Legion of Doom off the off the freaking throne right now and into this whole team scenario. I hope that we find out what that means too towards Perpetual and things like that. We'll see if that is anything that's just a spelled bit of out. power taken away yeah, from her. She just can't sit down now. She's got to work stand it up she's got one of them standing desks that were a bit crazy a couple years ago (laughs) so yeah she's a hipster but we're gonna go to the last book of the section last book of the podcast all right and that book is deceased dead planet number five eric number five you like that written by tom taylor art by trevor harrison gg baldessini rain burrito and say the temafonte you like the temafonte i love saying temafonte i have been hot and cold with deceased but overall i like dead planet enough because of the larger scope of story and characters i love seeing constantine work a plan here that means screwing over everybody to eventually win the day and tom taylor does what he does best eric or worst with jason todd also i must be getting used to trevor harrison's art because I, i've stopped hating it looks it. fine yeah is it that we're used to it or maybe he's made a different clear style in this i remember in deceased we didn't really think that it was very scratchy i think you said eric you said that it was pencil heavy i, I do believe those words it was a little worse than it is now did he I, do I actually like this. Yeah, I think he did. No, no, that was a different artist. I believe that I makes sense. Know. I've always been fine with this. Yeah, no, I remember in Deceased, you were not. We said that we, I don't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yes, like, I know didn't shit. like it. I didn't like it, but I like this. And I do like, because if you remember the first Deceased, which everybody went Lady Gaga for, it was crazy, right? I like to kill. You end up with that being concentrated a lot on the rooftop of the Daily Planet. And it didn't have that scope. And it also, what I told you about, afterwards was it didn't have a lot of the tom taylor moments and i think it was because and i'm not just talking killing i do like the killing eric what i mean is the jokes the character moments because in that first deceased you had some pretty heavy hitter characters that you didn't really need to show like uh batman becoming close with any you know you had that but with this we were too with busy this ragtag deal yeah and with this ragtag deal and then killables did it as well and i keep saying anything i talk about deceased the idea that i cared about the creeper dying that showed me that tom taylor was working his magic where he gets you connected to these characters I now in this dying. issue i i like remember when he was teaching the kids and he had the shirts and stuff the tree shirt. you end up with this though i think that this issue is a really like oh my god we got to get things rolling and there's some moments that don't get to breathe as much in this one as you normally would have in a it, tom taylor deal. how many issues do we have of this do you know off the top of your head? i believe there's two more I think okay so is, right now we have two more issues if you are correct i don't know if you are or not maybe somebody at home does if, and we're just idiots, if i'm but. not if i'm wrong then it's eight Okay, I, I don't think two it's to more three than issues that. left, and what you got to realize with what we have going on right now is that Constantine has another part of his plan. While a huge part of our you know heroes are off to freaking New Genesis and Apocalypse to get Metron's chair to try to find out the cure, and I'm like, 
That is going on right now. We're trying to find the cure with a bunch of our heroes going off while Constantine and a bunch of our other heroes are doing this because on top of the, you know, the world being anti-living and all gone to shit and Darkseid possibly coming back and killing everybody, we also have Trigon coming from Hell Dimension and going to destroy the Earth. We have a lot of things besides the anti-living on our plate that we have to do in two to three issues right now. So we have to get the thing moving with this yeah, one. And and you do get moving and you have a cool deal. And I, I've talked. We're going to Nana Parbat. We're going to Tower of Fate. We are going to the Rock of Eternity. Like snap, snap, snap. We got to get going. And then quick. even mentioning, we'll also get back to Australia. We promise you, green, you know, uh, Swamp Thing because of the green going, going there. Back to I, I think Fuck they will. But I think that this whole plan is to go there and do some crazy stuff. But oh, my, I, I didn't even think about that. Though. Yeah, I, I just want to like joke around that we're not going back to Australia because it's awful. But. We do have that on top of everything else that I mentioned. I'm like, how do we have time for that? And actually making it and worthwhile. And in this, in that you time actually frame. have something. He says, the Australian Garden Council and the Greens still cries out. He says, I'll deal with Australia. I need to if this is going to work. So it seems like we'll get that as well. Now, you have some cool things in this. You mentioned the Rock of Eternity at the end. And that is something they need to do right now before Mary Marvel gets back because she's not going to like what goes on there. Though, I thought to myself, like, why isn't she checking up on this? Things have gone wrong there. But even before that, you end up in well, the Tower of Fate and you end up having constantly going to a door that Dr. Fate's just there staring at because he can't see beyond that. There's no doorknob to go in. He can't access it. I really thought that it was Green Arrow. I thought that this was tying in. Well, that's the thing. This is kind of messed up in my mind. It's something that's a little detractor on my end. It's not much of a big deal, though. But the idea that we have the Tower of Fate, it's you know pretty much magically protecting the, the Gotham Garden Sanctuary that we have going on here. But for some reason, Constantine, he's a good magician when he lets the long con go. But right now... He seems like he is more powerful than Dr. Fate because he has a room within the Tower of Fate that not only is, you know, keeping the green arrow anti-living freaking monster behind bars, but we also have another door that Dr. Fate can see through and that is keeping Etrick and Summon so we can come up with a plan of what's going down, how we can stop Trigon because we don't want to tell anybody else what is going on because the world is going to burn in yeah, three days. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. This is Dr. Fate. Yeah, get this on the is ball, the problem. Buddy. Dr. Fate is not doing his job very well. Uh, but like, is he too distracted keeping everything safe? And that's where his mind is. And he's just like, oh man, I can't see through this door. There's no doorknob. I can't figure out how yeah, to open really, it. Yeah, really. No how door are knob. you going to open something without? The the box, I mean, how could you do it? It'd be funny if it just opens inward. You, you just push on it, Dr. Fate. You, you're, you're good with the fate. You, you're not good with the doors. Right? It's a revolver. <laughs> you end up, though, with it's kind of a double play here. And there's two double plays I saw in this where it's not really it's setting up. No, it's a double play where Constantine ends oh. up saying to Dr. Fate, listen, whatever I'm doing has to make sense and work because – it's fate you know that's kind of the deal he does that again at the end with specter oh, you bit. got me yeah, again I'm like, oh, you man. brought a fate my, yep. only, my weakness. only weakness doorknobs <laughs> and fate and so he goes in and etrigan's there as if it's like why did you kick me in the balls custody uh, because it was fated for me oh to do it. man Damn it. you got me again oh nabu <laughs> well you done it again with, with that he goes in and he has this <laughs> pentagram he has some of these trapped etrigan there who's just going to stand there cross arm rhyming and a stealing now with this, it does seem as if 
maybe Constantine has gone to Swamp Thing and said, listen, Trigon's coming. He's going to wreck shit. I don't believe you. Okay, well, you hide in the shadows while I get Etrick into rhyme and steal about it. Yes, he's going to come in Etrick three days. going to be really annoying as he could tell us that this is happening because he has to rhyme this whole and thing And I out. love the idea that Constantine does not want he the rhyming and the stealing. <laughs> like, you know, it will be soon. You will see. People will come and then there'll be three. Like, no, no, no. Tell me that I did. That's made up. But with that, he's like, no, be specific, asshole. Three days, right? You're going to get that. Then Swamp Thing like pops up. All right, three days, I'm on it. And this seems to be the convincing of Swamp Thing that you got to help me. We don't have a lot of time. And this is where you get the world burns, the green burns, yeah. you're screwed. Come on, Swamp Thing, get on the train. And trolley. then, just as an aside, I'm going to grab Ragman's cloak. <laughs> it's there, like, here we go. And well, that is actually really interesting. The idea that we have this whole that's actually the thing I like about this book the most. That it is right there on Front Street showing you exactly what we're doing, where Constantine does have a long con going on, a long time, like a long game plan where he knows exactly what he needs to do and it's the worst possible thing but because he's Constantine and he's willing to freaking do whatever needs to be done to get the job done right or wrong whatever they're pissed like he is like gonna have all the tools at his disposal when he goes in there and gets it done and grabbing the suit of souls of Ragman's cloak I love it because he's just carrying around like what the hell is he doing with that and we're we're on our way set up the joke where Dr. Fate, what's in there? Eh, it's just a bunch of coats and things. And so when they come out, even Swamp Thing says it. Dr. Fate's still pissed. Now, what I'd like about it as well, like you said, you love that. What I like about it is, say this is Superman. Superman says, hey, I got a plan. You know the plan's going to be good on the up and up. When Constantine has a plan, whether or not Superman's plan oh, is going to work or not or whatever, Constantine's plan is only ever going to screw over so many people to get to where they have to do it. And it's kind of because he's Constantine. This is what, But also he will go and do the things that need to be done. He spells that out. I do think that this will be a redemption by the end where like even the idea is if we go to nanda parabat ramakushna is there it's like hey ramakushna i need the, the spear of destiny here for whatever we're doing and she's like no i can't let you have it because it's kind of a thing that we have here we keep it out of people and it becomes a big deal where you then have to prove yourself through all the stuff because Constantine knows all of this ahead of time he's all like all right look i'm gonna take this spear of destiny which you said yeah it could kill gods i'm gonna stab you a little bit with it and i'm just gonna take it Fuck off with this whole thing. I don't have time for you to freaking like, you know, have a change of heart or just tell me, no, I'm taking this now and you can't do anything to stop me because stabby stabby. There's three days. They they have to get to it. Now, he, exactly. he does seem to tell Damien some of the plan, but then Damien seems to be confused because he does say, Damien says, I need to know the plan. And you can't lie to me. I will know if you're going to lie. And he does. Oh, he does seem. <laughs> you will. He you do, are just yeah. like your daddy. <laughs> and he seems to tell him, but he must not tell him all the plan. Like he must just say, "Yeah, we're going to go places. We're going to do things." There's Look, the plan, Damien. Damien, we got to go to Nanapar, but I got to get the Spear of Destiny and stuff like that. Like, okay, and like you're not going to kill anybody. I'm not going to kill anybody who's not already dead. All right, that sounds good. You promise? I promise, buddy. Let's go on the way. And uh, make sure you grab Ravager and Red Hood and, you know, Cassandra Kane because we're going to need some badasses on this because I need some real heavy-hitting badasses when I get this job done. And they even say he needs people who don't care about, you know, stepping over the line a little. That's obviously Ravager and and Jason Todd. But you have the other double play here where Damien finds out that Ravager, Rose, and Red Hood, Jason, they're married. 
They, he finds this out here. They haven't really spelled it out. And they, she's now part of the Bat family. And he has a good joke. But it's also <laughs> there. It's also joke. there, though, to remind people if they don't remember, if they're not a Rose Wilson fan and don't know she's a precog a little bit ahead of time. And Damien says. Well, they don't stop telling you she's a goddamn precog. Here's where you have this, this to get to it to when the big thing happens. But if you didn't know, and he says. You know, she can sometimes see in the future and she's still marrying you. And then, and then you get this, uh, you get this new, you know, Damien 2.0 who loves to hug and kiss. I mean, this guy can't stop hugging people. What did freaking Cassie Sandsmark do to you, buddy? Hugging away. And then they're going to go off in the whole connection. You get a little, you know, wink, wink, swamp thing. Ended up taking my body out so he could do stuff with his axe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not talking about this, but they have a connection. So Tom King gives you that. And they go off the Nanda Parbat. That's being attacked by Anti-Life League of Assassins. It's just covered in the deal. They have to fight through. The art's really good and then they get to nana parbat dead man's there welcomes him in you end up having a big fight going on but when they go in like you said constantine needs a spirit destiny he goes to ramakrishna and either. he knows pretty much that probably she's not going to just give it to him so he stabs her and i like later when you have jason todd it's like you killed a goddess and eh, no she'll be back in a eh, couple she'll centuries be a century centuries too. again he didn't tell a lie because then damien says because then Obviously, this to me get the spirit, but they also need dead men. They need dead men. They need assault into. They Ragman don't need Steel. dead men. They, they just need dead man not to come after him. Be pissed. They stabbed Ramakush. That's why he grabbed the suit of souls of Ragman because I'm. They sucked. You're not coming back from this dead man. You can't. You're not. Your soul is not. Is now trapped in the suit of souls. Yeah, I think that they're going to use the cloak for something else. I think that's part of the deal. In my mind, this is just to get dead man off the board, and now we can yeah. move on, and we don't have to fight. I think dead that man. if you were going to do that, you could just have dead man not there. You could have him already taken. Well, it, it makes sense for him to yeah, be here. Yeah, but I'm saying you don't have to. He's not there 24-7. He just – I think that they're going to use something with that as well. I think that that's part of the plan, that it's like a two-part deal. Uh, but now you go from there. They get all that going on. And the big thing is to tell I'm Danny, not even. I'm not even sure that they even bring the suit of souls with them. Yeah, from you, the see it, to you see it in the Rock of Attorney. I thought you saw it on the ground at some point. And I might be wrong, but I, I actually looked and I thought I saw it go with it. But we'll have to see uh because he gets the spear that's the big deal but they go off to the he rock essentially of did kill dead man because you're not coming out of the suit of souls that's why damien's pissed at him like you said you wouldn't kill me i said i wasn't going to kill anybody that wasn't i don't even dead. think that so damien even trapped. knows what it is i i don't know that yeah, i guess he would it's damien he knows a lot of things but it's not his realm of, of stuff but we'll see they, they go to the rock of eternity where he, there's shit's gone wrong Freddie and they do call Captain him Marvel Captain Marvel Jr. Jr. anti-living and he is this wrecking house inside you're like this is the reason that Mary Marvel never came back because you have anti-living <laughs> Captain yeah, Marvel Jr. she would have went back with here. them and tried to, to stop them or kill them or maybe go it's like keeping Billy Batson locked up in that room in there because you don't want to deal with that shit and yeah, it's the just weird to just let him freely be there maybe they could do stuff because you even have the wizard there you, who gets popped and uh, you know you, you have these guys pretty much stuck in here and they're not doing much they can't hurt well, anybody well the wizard's here. there and they have to get the staff I-, I thought he went down a little too easy but you end up with captain marvel jr attacking and they spell out that the out staff they need the staff 
but they probably won't be able to use it because you have to be pure of heart uh, to do that. Uh, now, do you think, I guess the staff, that's why they're not using it because Freddie would not be pure of heart now, I guess, because he's unliving, but whatever. You end up where, he already has yeah, the power, but though. Cass goes to get the staff and she just shazams it and she becomes a shazam. She ends up, you know, Cass Marvel there and pretty much beats the living crap out of freddy or the anti-living crap eric that's a joke there and, and ends up but in the meantime you do get the big moment there well, before the thing that is, the, the, the wizard will want to pick somebody who is pure of heart but i think with cassie even though she's a murder machine and she grabs that staff and yells shazam she is going to get powered up i think anybody maybe can because the idea that. of the wizard's done he, he's you yeah. know he's an anti-life zombie type deal and he gets hit in the head but yeah, before that, you end up having the moment. The big wow moment is, you know, Freddie, Captain Marvel Jason Jr. ends up dead. just slicing Jason in half. He dies. And you end up. That's like, 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 you know, freaking spearing him into a wall with freaking, you know, the speed of Mercury. He is almost ripped in half freaking just from the force of it. And like, he is just laying there bleeding out as we have to fight an anti-living Freddie Freeman now. And Ravager's like, oh my God, my husband is dead. And not only that, but the precog shit, seeing it happen right before it happens, but still not having enough time. Time to do anything yeah, about and, it. and Tom Taylor narration says, you know, just think of that. You have to see your husband die twice and still can't stop it because it Good is Jason. quick. And Jason, though, as he's dying, he says, don't don't be upset. You know, I ended up dying before and I'm not scared this time. I'm just glad that I had a second chance and was able to spend it with you. And I thought that's nice. That That is a really good moment. The problem is, is then you also have Cass, Shazam Power. She's hitting. For, and I don't think that it really has time to sink in as much as some other moments. But it's because shit has hit the fan. I understand I'm that saying, you're we going. We don't have enough time to hang out and linger on the death of Jason I Todd right now. I wish that it was a little more. And even after that, it is basically, you know, Rose to me would just not be, hey, Constantine, this plan better make sense. I mean, I think she would have been a little more angry about that. And I want to point out that this death is worse than many of the others we had because this is a death. This isn't he's anti-life. He probably would have been better off if Freddie would have just, you know, turned him and, and got him anti-life because they're going for a cure. Now, he's Lazarus Pit, whatever might end up happening by the end. But this is death, death, death. He's done. And they end up, you know, you just better make sense by the end. I thought, boy, Rose is really taking it well here. Damien, not so much. I mean, Damien, who we've seen in the setup is Damien's a real huggy, kissy Damien here. He pops Constantine right in the face because of this gone wrong and says, this better work out. But what I really liked is the art with the cigarette in half. It made me laugh how it just kind of breaks in half. I don't even know if you saw that because of the way. But if you look yeah. at it, it's funny. He actually like it would drive me nuts because there's nothing more that I hate more than a broken cigarette. He ends it. But because I'm an addict. he says, you know, oh, man, he gets up. And then from off panel, you deserve that. The specter shows up. And again, now this is like, oh, my God, the hits keep coming here with the idea of the specters they're ready to be like you you have the spirit of destiny and how badass is that when you have like the the specter essentially taking up the whole skyline take up the entire panel and constantine is standing before him spear of destiny in one hand the freaking wizard shazam staff in the other hand and it looks like it's the game on battle happening right now i'm like this is amazing this just whole visual aspect of it but again, like a lot of things in this issue, like nothing comes of it except for just no. a but weird, I nice wink-wink moment. But I'm like, because here's the specter, the right hand of God, the, the spirit of vengeance right here. I'm like, 
he isn't doing shit. I'm just like, why can't anybody do anything? He ends up going, and, and it seems like he's really concerned. Like, you have a weapon there that can kill me. Like, this can't go. And Constantine's like, listen, I like that. Like you said, it takes up the whole page. The whole panel is just, you know, the specter is cloak. It is dominating everything. Constantine just lights up another cigarette like a badass because it's not he only ended up, dominated, but it's like it's leaking in the other panels. It's just overflowing it's crazy. the page. He just lights up and he says, "Yeah, you're the specter of spirit and vengeance. Why don't you use all that power and channel it into a bit of insight? What do you think I'm motivated by?" And then he just goes, "Good night, John," and leaves. And he, ah, "Good night, Jimmy." Good night, and Jimmy. I thought that was so cool because we still don't know the plan. We don't know how the pieces fit. Look, the plan right now is we have everybody going to try to figure out the cure for the anti-life while Constantine is holding the world together because Trigon is coming to kill everything. We need something that can kill a god. We got it. But on top of that, which Constantine doesn't know, we have a new god, Darkseid, an anti-living Darkseid who might be back on his way to Earth. And that's a whole other thing that you're going to have to worry about on top. Yeah, And again, he also said to Swamp Thing earlier, if I'm going to deal with Australia, I need to get this thing. I'm doing to work so that's even in so there's there's a lot of things you know in his head going on well, Australia so it's going to be secondary to killing freaking Trigon and saving no, no, the no, world they're pretty crazy and they might be doing something in two days you might end up where okay I got one day here we got the other than dark side I mean there's a lot of shit coming to hit but Look, I'm just sitting here like you know, the rich assholes of the DC universe making for a freaking army. They have the Amazos, uh, you know, so they do have like 7,000 Amazos. do not equal a, a freaking a lord of hell, a hell dimension to come up with an army and burning the earth but alive. But if you destroy Trag, you still then have to fight those as well. They're yes, not just going to go but away. But they are secondary. Yeah, well, we'll see because, like I said, if they attack – this afternoon, you still have two days. That's why I think he spelled out how many days before Trigon shows up because of that. And then you're going to, you know, if you would say and that, if you would say like, oh, man, why is he dealing with this? Well, it might be a timing issue because those those Amazos seem to have already launched and we're heading our way. I don't know how long ago in this whole time frame that would have been. But we'll see. But I did like this. I like uh, having Constantine. I like when Constantine is the guy that everything hinges on because he does just screw over everyone. He doesn't care. But then having the Spectre kind of go like, yeah, I see. Yeah, you, you're right. I'm going. Uh, though he should say, why don't you stay and do something, asshole? I mean, there's shit going wrong here. But, you know, with all that, I did like it. I gave it an 8.5. What would you give it? I'd have given it an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed this issue. I thought the art was really fun. I dig the way that this book looks and the whole idea of this Constantine going on with the second phase of like, you know, trying to, you know, save the world essentially. While we find a cure, he's doing the all the heavy lifting in my mind with this and just freaking making enemies along the way. It's it's classic constant. I love the way that Tom Taylor writes it. There's a few hiccups here and there. Like you said, the idea that we have to do all this, so we can't even really linger on the death of Jason Todd. So the feels aren't really there for it. But even beyond that, this is a fun issue and I'm enjoying the series. Yeah, I am too. Uh, what is your book of the week? Come on, my book of the week is Deceased Number 5. That's mine as well because we Dead didn't planet, like a lot. I guess I got to call it because I got <laughs> yeah, to differentiate. Yeah. The Dead Planets. We didn't really like uh, a couple of these books this week, but maybe that'll change next week. Now, we have a couple more books next week. Not a ton, but we have a couple more. And two of those, as we always say, will be on the Patreon spotlight at patreon.com slash weird science, where I'll just mention again, if you did want to read the whole tales of the Dark Multiverse, Batman Hush number one, and the ending finale of Young Justice, Young Justice number 20, they are on there right now as well. Well, especially with this being a shorter show, you can go over and listen to those. But next week we get Dark Knight's Death Metal Infinite Hour 
Extreme. Triple X Three Extreme. X's. Number one. Nah, think it's going to be sexy then? Uh, I think it's going to be. Or is it just going to be so extreme it's going to blow your socks I'm off? I'm guessing. I think it's going to be a spotlight book, Eric, because that's what I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> Detective Comics number 1030, Batman's downfall will be the greatest of all, Eric. That's oh, what that they mirror. say. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is a stolen character after all? Is that what Poor it is, Eric? Glass. Oh, looking glass. I don't even know what that means. Hawkman number 29, that's a finale. Final are you, issue. Are you, are you shocked they just didn't let it go to 30? <laughs> it's kind of weird. I don't know well, why that thing bothers is, I don't me. even know what they're doing anymore because even the idea that, like, you know, just like a Young Justice, I think, at 20 feels weird. I guess it's a nice round number sign, but that's like what when I we like. had uh, – like Shazam, 13 issues. I'm like, that feels weird. This mm. 29, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're doing anymore, but I guess we got Batman a clean Beyond, house. 50. Batgirl, and you know, yeah. I just like the even number. But this came at better times, I guess, before Endless Winter. Happily forever after, Eric. That's what it says, final issue. Hopefully. We also have what will probably also be on the Patreon spotlight, punchline number one. We get that right. story. I like, too, where I look at this, I'm like, it's it's Tynan and Jeff Johns. It isn't Eric. Uh, Johns is, I think, Sam but Johns. But you know what it is beyond the creative team. It is the return of Harper Rowe yeah, as Harper Bluebird Rowe. and her brother Cullen Rowe. As Cullen Rowe. That's yes. how he goes, yes. right? You also have Superman number 27, which is also the return of nonsense, Eric. And I will tell you, when, I went, to, there? when I went to look at these, I do like the cover. Did you see the cover? It's like all black with it's Superman black. there. Superman. It looks pretty there. cool. I think that's, that's cool. That's what you do but in the Phantom Zone. That's what you do, maybe. Uh, I actually might have been fooled by you if you would have said, oh, man, what do you think about it? I actually thought of – and when I looked at this, I'm like, oh, man, I have to review Superman. <laughs> I <just laughs> screwed up. We also have <laughs> The Flash, number 765, The Alchemy of Agony, Eric. Right. Is that, uh, yeah. also, we'll find out how Dr. Alchemy stole the Speed Force from Barry Allen. Yeah. Hopefully. And – you also, if you are reading it still and enjoying it, that's all up to them. But the Green Lantern season two, number nine comes out and going to hear it. Final here, issue, right? Let everybody know. It is a couple more. It's been uh, the and, final issue for months. Yeah, really. it's, it was the final issue for you a while season one. back, right? <laughs> and then we have Wonder Woman number 766. What's Glider <laughs> up to? What kind of tech we find? I don't, I don't know, but you end up having Count Vertigo, sexiest Count Vertigo I've ever seen. You know what? I did look at that cover. I did talk to you about it. I forgot. I even looked at it. He's dizzy yet? Wonder Woman ain't dizzy. She is wrapping the lasso re- around her eyes. <laughs> if everybody remembers the end of the last issue of Wonder Woman where they crashed an invisible jet and she was blinded by this crash, but Maxwell was fine. So we still get this cover now. The lasso wrapped around her eyes like she Please. is freaking Lady Justice right here. I'm it like, better not be that her blind nonsense. eyes then see the truth, they which see means the truth, they Jim. see. Oh, my God. Please. Please be that so I can lose my damn mind eric this book and with all the things where people are like man they better not change these books with the future states and stuff i'm like really what books are you reading because i need something new i'm gonna wrap my freaking lasso around my privates eric and see what the truth is the truth is two inches it's not truth very is, it's really not very like good <laughs> who knew <laughs> the truth is that it's lonely oh god oh eric that's it it's a little it. smaller of a podcast this week, so I hope everybody enjoyed it's it. Gym-sized. I, I even think, yes, and yours as we wrap that lasso around. 
This is the perfect podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the perfect sitting there. This is the funny thing because I I kept thinking today, I'm with this. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Is that what Jess says when she's lying to you? No. She doesn't lie to me. Uh, I thought to myself, okay, we've had 13 hour podcasts before, and people listen to those, but it's always a good jumping on point to have a smaller podcast. This one's it, and yet we do this nonsense. (laughs) Welcome to the weird science, people. Welcome to the suck. I like the killing. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) What what do we say at the end? Everybody, you have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. (laughs) 